got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek you guys rock and now here's will and trent hello everybody welcome another edition of netheads happy avengers endgame eve to all of my fellow brethren who are probably stuck like me and that's the only thing you're thinking about. Of course, I'm thinking about family and my loved ones as well, but tomorrow, Avengers Endgame. This time tomorrow, I will probably still be clocking in near the end of it because I really hope they're not going to have trailers, but we shall see. Uh, Very special event tonight. I'm thrilled. Uh, Special event tomorrow night, obviously, but I'm thrilled tonight because uh, speaking once again to one of my I would refer to him as one of my good friends, and it's definitely a guy who's been pestered by me uh, over the last two weeks a lot, and he is one of my favorite creators on YouTube who also dropped a new video today that is really cool, and I'll let him speak about it a little later, none other than Mr. Odin Abbott from Odin Makes Sir. How the hell are you tonight? Hello. I am doing really well, Will. How are you doing? Are you, you're you doing good to the whole waiting for Endgame to actually finally drop? I guess the best way to put it is no. I am yeah. uh, I, I'm a little too eager, probably, more than I should <laughs> are, be. Are, are you regretting the loss of the anticipation? No, I'm not. Although, it's funny you mention that. Uh, by the way, if you want to take part in the program, you can one of them anyways. One of them is Twitter, hashtag NetHeads. Um, you can also give us a call via Skype, NetHeads on air. However, I, I'm However. Most, I probably will not notice it. Um, it's funny you mention that. I did have a thought in the car a little earlier today. As I was uh, after I was picking up my daughter from school, I was thinking to myself, I wonder uh, because you know this has been something that you know at least on the on the highest level we've been right. waiting for resolution on for a year over a year if I'm not mistaken, uh, pretty much over a, a year since the last movie, but over a year we've known that it was going to be a two parter. Yes, right, and uh, right. and and the thing that I don't understand. Going into Avengers Infinity War, and by the way, I don't think I have to say spoilers after a freaking year. Um, I don't know how I went in right. knowing the story of the Infinity Gauntlet and not thinking this one would end uh, with <laughs> Thanos <Differently>? winning, basically, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, anyway, so so that naturally leads to just a massive frick ton of anticipation. And I was wondering in the car, you know, is it possible now that after I see the movie tomorrow, the next day, am I going to suffer from the same thing like brides do after the wedding has happened? Because now the big event is done and they have like post-wedding depression because everything you've been living, breathing and thinking about for the past uh, however long it took you to plan your wedding, you know, is over. And and I, I, I know I'm a grown man. I'm 48 years old. I shouldn't think like this, but not 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 at all. I, I I totally get it. I'm just laughing, thinking, boy, I hope your wife doesn't listen to this podcast because she'll she might come down on you pretty hard for comparing a movie to her wedding. No, no, not at all. No, my <laughs> wife didn't suffer that, but but then again, I don't okay, think she good. She also didn't get the wedding of her dreams because <laughs> look who she married. But that's that's uh, that's not. I understand or there. that we practically eloped. Yeah, I get it. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Odin, uh, first of all, uh, I think uh, since we are kind of, we're by the way, in case you're wondering, uh, the only thing that may become close to spoilerish, if you've locked yourself in a closet and you haven't seen any of the trailers or you haven't looked at any of the toys, we're going to talk about Odin's video, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let him talk about it uh, because sure. I'm I'm amazed at the I guess the best way to put it is the public reception on it uh, in some of the events that are some of the instances he's gotten. I love it. I enjoy watching your videos, and I will. I, I can give you a real life example why. I, I started the show off saying this is the guy that has been getting pestered by me for over the past week, week and a half, and it's because uh, you did a video, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, you know, I, yeah, well, no, you've you've done many, uh, <laughs> but one of the coolest ones was the one that spoke to me, 
at a certain level and made me realize maybe this is something I could do because it's something I've always wanted. You know, I, on the back of my wall here behind me, there is a, a wonderful painting my daughter's in. Uh, it she is, did that? yeah, the, uh, of the, of the captain of Captain America shield with America a little, shield. with a little, uh, Jackson little... Pollock splatter to yeah. it as well. I, I honestly thought you bought a print. That's awesome. No, I didn't. That, that is my daughter. Um, and That's it's funny cool. when you see it because uh, her initials are here and it's also at the top end because, uh, she realized it was upside down, which I can relate to as I continue my story. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to make Captain Wiccan. I made sure my points were up on the, on the, on the shield. <laughs> <laughs> More on that in a minute. Um, so I, uh, I, I realized though, you know, one of the things I've always wanted was to have ever since we've seen it in the movies in in it's, in it's beautiful metallic, uh, glossy glory. I'm like, I've always wanted one, but you know, I don't, I don't just want a plastic one. Uh, you know, right. I would probably be one of those people that would go along the Marvel legends, uh, line. And if you want to get the 75th anniversary one, which is probably the most screen accurate one you can get. That's the one that's actually bold aluminum, right? Yes. Or whatever it's at. Yeah, it is. And it's got, you know, it's got all of, it's got the, cause there's the arm straps, but then there's also two upper and lower straps, which I assume are for him to hold and throw. Uh, cause you know, real life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, uh, that one, it, the cheapest you can find it that I have looked online is well in excess of $150. That is the simplest way to put it. And okay. you showed a video where it's like, you know, okay, today we're going to make Captain America's shield. And, and I'm going to start with a yoga ball. Yeah, yeah which, uh, <laughs> by the way, I, I forgot to look it up. The name of the individual that came up with the yoga ball method, do you remember his name? Yeah, he's a Lost Wax channel. There you go. So uh, I don't remember his name, but it's the Lost Wax channel. And I actually talked to him again recently. He was saying, I, I, I liked another technique you did. Do you mind if I use it? And I was I don't care. Yeah, it was the whole idea of, I think, of putting paper uh, up on a window so you can line them up and tape them together. Oh, that's a good idea, I think idea that's too. what he's asking about. Yeah. I, uh, well, yeah, I, go I, for it. I looked at his video, too, but I looked at your video, and it made me think, you know, this is attainable because I could at least have something that would be very similar to it. I loved the technique that you did it, uh, the way you did it, and, uh, you know, I was going to put together for our little soiree here, uh, you know, a whole presentation and a whole walkthrough, but then I realized... If you want to know how I made my shield, just watch Odin's video. Much easier uh, <laughs> and much lower production requirement. However, yeah, yes, as I'm alluding to here, I actually have made my own. I got to pull back oh, wow. a little bit. I've made my own Captain America shield based on your method. And as you can see, uh, if I hold the straps a little, like about, I don't know, I'd say about a 20 degree angle. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I can get a nice star pointed up. Also, you'll notice my buckle. I, not thinking that, you know, you use a shield in your offhand. My buckle is officially upside down, but it doesn't matter. Right. I love my shield warts and all. And the reason why I say, you know, I want to give credit where credit is due is because the Lost Wax Channel guy, his method was a little less intimidating to me along the backside of it than yours was because your, yours, your approach was in order to get this to hold the bowed shape. Now, for those of you wondering how I did this, the one point I will make is that literally it's EVA foam tiles. You can get it uh, Harbor Freight for nine bucks. And I'll also say, if you like what you see here, you too, if you're, if you're thrifty and you're uh, industrious enough, you can get, you can build the shield for under $60. Okay. Which that's a ninety dollars savings over the hundred and fifty to go with the Marvel Legends, and then like every little detail, every little thing that's wrong with it or anything else, you'll still find endearing because you made it. So I highly encourage everyone if if you've always wanted one of these, do it. Like you can even look closely at my straps, and you'll see where I remove studs because I bought a two dollar uh, belt at Goodwill, yeah. and it had a bunch of decorative studs on it, so I just pulled those suckers out. Uh, I enjoyed this process very much. And, and, you know, the nice thing about Odin's design is that it's very easy to kind of get that, the inner star pattern as well. So, you know, because th that's the difference between the $100 one and the almost $200 one. Um, <laughs> but also the, the other great thing is like, if you're going to be carrying this around at a con or anywhere else, this is incredibly lightweight. So it won't be a, any big deal to have on your arm all day. So uh, right. that was, yeah. And the only thing I did different is he, I actually ended up doing the yoga ball technique. So you take this EVA floor foam and you tightly wrap it with plastic wrap or Odin and I used movers uh, wrap, plastic yeah. cling wrap. 
and you put it down to the yoga ball and then you tack it down with more tape so it's really adhering to the curve. And then the wonderful part is if you're in a warm part of the country, stick that in your car for one day, face yep. it towards the sun and you get a beautiful bend. And what's funny is the larger one, because you'll notice mine actually has two curves. I went through the process twice because the inner one is a... Uh, that that's that dude that's a whole lot of contact cement between these two things oh yeah that'll but, hold it together oh my gosh it is amazing <laughs> what contact cement will do with this stuff uh but the uh the inner one i actually had a, a a greater curve on and my the shield portion i actually had not quite as good of a curve curve but now that the two are together it uh, it balanced out really well. So you, Owen's method was just take a flat piece of foam, let's throw an angle on it so that way it adheres on the inside and it kind of forces the the shield to hold that that shape over time. Yeah. You know, there is the possibility if, if enough heat were to get to mine, uh, you know, accidentally leave it in the car, I, I could come back to a slightly uh, flatter shield. Uh, but yours yeah. would probably hold uh, better. Uh, my Mine would, mine would too, to some extent. Uh, at least the edges would 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 flare out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that but, that would flare. But and and I love the fact earlier I, I asked, oh no, wait, 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 you're you're you don't record in your garage because naturally I think you're in your own garage, but you have studio space. And I love that the uh, he uh, it, it's at the uh, go to sacmediacenter.com if you want to see where Odin does his stuff uh, and, and stalkers. There you go. Uh, but I just yep, laugh because I, I don't hide it. It's in it's in the description of the video. <laughs> you're one of the uh, you're one of the example pictures they have. And sure enough, there's <laughs> your shield on the wall, which is where <laughs> mine eventually is going to go. Um, right. It's part of the, I could I could grab it, but I have to take my my microphone and stuff off because I'm tethered to the computer. Right. Which, by the way, I love the fact that your video and audio are doing much better today. So that's fantastic uh, compared to your last visit, which is fine. We can still go through that. Uh, no big deal. But anyway, as you can see, guys, I am not technically honored, but I will admit that I had a little bit of of a of a leg up here because uh, I did have I already had a heat gun because one of the things you do to bring the the lines out you, you you i like i just made i think maybe a two millimeter or a three millimeter cut and you go yeah, over you these just things barely cut the foam yeah it doesn't take yeah. a lot and then you go over it with a heat gun and the heat causes the the foam around the cut to shrink really opens it up and that's why you see those well-defined lines uh all in all it was a fantastic uh and fun thing to do and i was just amazed at each step uh that it, uh as it kept developing i'm like i can't believe this is working and it's working for me Actually, the other cool thing that I did get to do, I keep. Now I need to make another one to put a maple leaf in the middle so you can make Captain Canadian. There you go, Captain Canada. <laughs> you know, I've almost been thinking because uh, I know this this guy who's doing a movie. It's called Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I'm almost considering at least making one or two more, and making one of them be a chronic one, and the other a blunt a blunt man one, and a chronic one, and then gift them to Jay and uh, Kevin. But anyway. Um, That's very cool. Yeah, it'd be great if I didn't actually say it out loud, too. Oh, well. Uh, but one of the things I did okay, get to do... Okay, nobody's listening. You're safe. Yeah, good point. Uh, one of the things I did get to do that you didn't, uh, you actually ended up using nails for your rivets along right, the design back here. I was last, kind of last minute. It's like, what have I got? Oh, I'll just make this work. And I just so happened to uh, be in a dollar store when my daughter, around the same time I was doing this project, she wanted to grab a drink. We popped into a dollar store, and I got a, a $1 hole punch. Odin wanted to do a hole punch uh, foam to make the yes. rivets, and I did. Uh, Good for you. I only had the three-ring binder type, and I couldn't get two-millimeter foam to fit under the three-ring binder. Yeah. But if you got a regular hand hole punch, then yeah. And and I was really worried because I like counted my dots, and I'm like, I'm going to be making 74 of these things. But then you just sit there, and you're just like, click, 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 click. It's really fast. The only the only tedious yeah. part was was all of the gluing. And, you know, it's like, oh, great, I've got another foam yellow dot stuck to my finger. Or a week and a half later, I'm still finding yellow foam dots around. Uh, yeah. But but the whole time along the process, and so now, Odin, I want you to be completely honest with the audience here. Um, all right. Was I pestering you with all of my – because I sent, I sent Odin pictures at every <laughs> single stage of the build. And you had awesome timing because I was visiting family down in Burbank and I was sharing it with them and everyone was having a great time. No, I don't think you pestered me. And I don't think you pestered me because I know you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you definitely, you sent me a lot of, yeah, every step of the way. It's like, oh, I cut out a circle. Hey, I, I, I formed a circle. Um, and then we talked about different things as well. I was like, well, how is this going to work? 
uh, it was fine. It was fun. I do get a lot of messages and uh, not texts, of course, because you're special. But uh, through different social media, people asking me questions, how to make something, clarification, you know, what, what did I mean? I do my best to answer them all. Oh, that's really good. That's that's really nice of you. Uh, you know, I, I think that's uh, you're a lot more patient than I am. Um, and and I, I say that, too, because in your latest video, you did something that I found to be the most time consuming part of this project. You know, I'll, I will say if you want to make one of these guys, the only thing you had to deal with is it's a hurry up and wait situation. That's all. OK, you are going to build this. But like after you've spent like maybe an hour at most wrapping your foam around the the yoga ball, you now got to wait for it to sit in the car for a day. And then you got to wait for it to cool down before you unwrap it. You know, you got to because you take it out warm, just going to pop right. Not that I'm speaking from experience that when I thought through. Uh, no, good for you. Yeah. And then I had to wait three days because I did mine in December. Right. And it's like, you it's know, like, it's, I always parked in the sun to make sure it would work <laughs> right and i still did that too everywhere yeah. i went i did the exact opposite of what i normally do it's like let's get this windshield pointed right at the sun <laughs> which you don't do uh, you know if no. you live in arizona or california that's just insane uh and uh the other thing too is your your yoga ball was smaller mine was a 75 and i still uh you know it was i was i was partially using it as an obstructed armrest while i was driving <laughs> not necessarily yes. safe but anyway um, but you know, it went to get supplies with me, like the, the spray paint that I use and all that jazz. Um, where was I going? Oh, how nice. You were bonding with your yoga ball over the project. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, it, I just took mine through the drive-thru. Yeah. It's a, like, a smarter move. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a hurry up and wait thing because you know, really you, you have to do things in just very tight stages. Like you got to wait for the curves to come in. Then you can get to making your shallow cuts or, you know, like putting your backing on and. And and realistically speaking, I, I there's not a lot of man hours in on this one, really. No, there's not, no, no. And and I know why you did it because you're like, hey, I need a quick video. Let me do this. Yes, <laughs> I need quick videos on occasion. <laughs> I love the monster builds. I love the detailed builds. I because I, I like it when they're done, right? <laughs> when you, yeah. you've got it and you're finished. Um, they can be trudging to get through. Yeah, you know, as as I go up for the eighth, eighth or ninth time to to copy off my cards onto the computer, and I'm realizing I'm getting 16, 17 hours of raw footage in the timeline, oh. and I don't roll constantly. Man, <laughs> that is that is just nuts. I did start when I first started this out. I was wearing glass, Google Glass, just to record, and then I realized, of course, it doesn't exactly line up with where I'm looking, so it's pointless. And also, <laughs> very embarrassing trying you know, on the first try to find the the center of the foam. Uh, because when you get these things, it's ridged so you can interlock them and then you have border pieces that go around. And I'm like, how do I find the middle? Never did I think, you know, just line up your ruler with the flat edge and draw a line all around and work from those points and it might just be that easy, Will. Didn't didn't happen for me that way. And and I the one setback I did have is my original shield uh, circle was a little offset, which once you I got the back on and really got to look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's off. And... The bummer thing oh. is when you're cutting this stuff, you really want it to be one good, strong, uh, consistent yeah. cut with a very sharp yeah, don't knife. <laughs> no, because then you get rough edges and it sucks. And and but you know and what? It sucks. It's like a little extra plastic dip, a little extra time with the heat gun, and maybe some 200 grit sandpaper. You're fine. It's you know basically no big deal. If you have if you have a drum mold, the sanding drum or a grinding drum, you can just just quickly hit it with that too. Yeah, you know, but that's that's power tools. Yeah, but not a lot of man hours. So realistically speaking, like probably thirty minutes twice for one hour to wrap uh, the yoga ball. Yeah, uh, probably one hour spent in trying to. That's awesome. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, chilly. Sorry. Um. So uh, so by the way, I have a, a train track. You know. 100 yards or less behind me. I, I bet that's really and, fun, too, when you're like uh, when you're running footage and, and it's like, well, definitely going to be using uh, music and VO at that point. <laughs> well, it's a big part of it, actually. Even the old set I had, I was you know, 150 yards from the same train track, just a couple miles upstream. Oh, man. That sucks. <laughs> and I, I don't know why, but like this guy. Now, that one's louder than I usually hear, but... There you go. That's what I typically hear. At a little, least, a little more... You know what? It adds nice character for the live program. Yeah. I don't mind. Um, 
so we're at one hour, probably at most, uh, in getting my circles right and trying to get the measurements right. Um, you know, for my carvings, I think that maybe might have been an hour at most. You know, I spent more time uh, applying uh, the contact cement to get one circle inside of the other, uh, one yes. one dome inside the other, and uh, and I think uh, the the extra bands that that provide those uh, that was that a forty five degree angle on those strips on the back. Yeah, uh, getting that done and gluing the dots on. Those were the most time consuming. Honestly speaking, I think total man hours I spent on this is probably at most somewhere in the ballpark of six to eight, really, because it's it. But it's yeah. it's a lot of waiting. And and the reason why I say uh, you're an extremely patient man is because the most time consuming thing on this project is taping. Yes, it is so much taping and you and you can't tape right away because you just pull the paint up. Yeah. And you yeah. can't let the tape sit too long because well, you pull the paint pull up. Pull the tape up. Yeah. <laughs> I as a matter of fact, I uh, there was one point I, I when I sent a message to Odin again, I'm like, oh, I just couldn't help myself. But really, it was, you know, an hour earlier, you said, don't let the tape sit on too much. And it's already been on there two hours. So let's just go ahead and paint red, too, um, which yeah. I did. But really, and with this, it's a challenge. Uh, luckily, I was able to find, of all things, a glass bowl in my kitchen, uh, two of them, that relatively matched the curve. So I kind of followed your example, and I would lay the painter's tape down, put the bowl on there, cut along that edge, and that way I would either have an inner curve that I needed to put at the top of the circle or an outer curve to put at the bottom, and then just reuse all the remainder tape to kind of fill in the gaps. Uh yeah. One of the things I also did too that was uh that I I uh learned by the Lost Wax channel guy too was uh the importance and I should have from your videos the importance of just using either uh butcher paper or even printer paper to yeah. get under things you're going to do contact cement for when you want to make sure it's it's in the right spot cuz it's yes. not it's not a sticky adhesive it's a dry adhesive that bonds to itself on the two opposing pieces. So that's how, for example, I got the inner circle set where I wanted. That's how I got my straps or my, the 90 degree angle bits around my straps, you know? Right. And, and the only other thing that I, I really wish I had paid attention to was making sure that my, that true North, once the arm straps were in was the North of one of the, one of the stars. But you know, like I said, I just hold it a little, uh, at, a, at a little bit of an angle, which is fine. I'm supposed to be protecting myself anyway with it. Right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> but but also that was the other cool thing was finding ways to work around issues. You know, it it on yeah. camera it looks great. You you look close, like around my star design. There are some points where my cuts went a little bit astray, and I was just thinking, well, how am I going astray gonna... or askew? Sorry. Ooh, well well played, sir. <laughs> uh, and what I was able to discover is, okay, if I get some some uh, crazy glue inside there and then wipe down the seam on top with another piece of, of, of scrap foam, I could create a bond that would hold together and pretty much almost be covered up when I went to paint. And that was a, a cool thing to learn. Which was very cool. And it's not something I've actually tried to do. Yeah. So, so I was, I was, I was, thank you for telling me that. I did, <laughs> it didn't occur to me. It's usually just like, ah, damn it. Oh, well, next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get in. It's going to be another four days in the car. We got to get another one. Um, uh, go watch the Wonder Woman shield and see me tear one up and curse up a storm. Yeah, I um. <laughs> the fun thing about I, the star instead of, instead of cutting the rings out, I just tried to apply a ring. I right. had to cut a second one. I understand completely. <laughs> I um. The other thing too that I learned about this is uh, you can't really once you've done those those cut lines for detail, you really can't fix it later with paint because. Honestly speaking, like the tips of some of my stars, the, the cuts weren't exactly right. So they don't exactly right. get to the through the blue ring to the next to the red ring. But, you know, it once it was all said and done, that's just like one of the details only I'll pick up on any. Right. And, there, there's points of my stars that, that, that don't touch. They kind of float a little bit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like get and, together. and I couldn't tell until I did it with the heat gun. Yeah, and I, honestly speaking, I, I know I was far less patient when it comes to this cutting than you were. But I will say to anybody that wants to do this, the beautiful thing about this project is you have an area on it at all times when you're working where you get to test on. Because, you know, 98% of the time, nobody's looking at the back of the shield. So yeah. you want to work on your uh, your plastidip spraying skills. 
You want to work at your spray paint strokes. You want to work at cutting the foam. That's why the I have little circles on the inside of mine that are just wonky because I wanted to see what the experience was like cutting before I did the real cuts that would be terrifying to me. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So it and and you know you, the one thing too I will say is your videos are great. Now that we've talked about my stupid shield long enough, which is realistically actually just your shield. It's all right. We're, we're, we are, as I said, it's Avengers uh, Endgame uh, Eve uh, for, yes, it is. for us normies that are going tomorrow. By the way, did you know that uh, there are select AMC theaters that are, are staying open 96 hours? Yes. And I know for a fact that the movie theater near me added 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. showings to their schedule at least. Okay. Oh, wait. Just for Endgame? I knew there were theaters that were showing all the Marvel movies in order. No, I'm talking about this weekend just for Endgame screenings. Because 24 hours for four days? That's, wow, okay. Yeah, I, I think. No, I did not know that. I, and I, honestly, I think part of that was probably some bean counters at Disney who are like, guys, we got a three-hour and five-minute movie. Uh, do you think we can talk some theaters into staying up and doing more showing? Because we're not really going to hit a good per-screen average at this rate. <laughs> well, if We're you think going to be fine. You, well, you think about it. Every two showings is costing you, on average, another showing. If you, you know, the average right. movie is two hours. You're, you're reducing your screen time overall. Anyway, right. Um, and, th and then you also, as as a theater manager, you have an issue of scheduling. Having known one in the past, he talks about. He told me whenever you had a three hour movie, it became real tricky to schedule it in such a way that you didn't lose out on a whole another three hour showing because of just the hours your workers are there. Mm -hmm. uh, well, let me tell you something. As somebody who's worked in two movie theaters previously, I can tell you there is probably a very large uh, amount of uh, theater staffs that uh, and stoners that are going to be pissed that they're working so much this weekend. Oh yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying the two go hand in hand, but you know, no. uh, I knew somebody who worked at a, a, a theater when return of the Jedi came out and he was stoked. He's cause he was going to work it. And it was the beginning of Lucasfilm's taps program where he actually had to, had to have somebody on hand in the theater in case something went wrong. And he was that guy. Oh man. Yeah. He was asleep on the floor by the end of the day. <laughs> I think First day. <laughs> that's completely understandable. You know, I'll yeah. never forget too. uh, the century theater in Pleasant Hill. Uh, may she rest in peace. The dome was one of the few oh, theaters yeah. in the Bay area, let alone California that had a 70 millimeter projection and people from Lucasfilm came to see uh last crusade on it. And it just so happens that day they had, while the guys were there, they had a problem and, and the print got melted. Because it paused in front of the bulb too long. Talk about bad timing. Anyway, none of this is important because, folks, if you have not gone to Odin's channel, it's Odin oh, Makes. Uh, and is it Odin Abbott on YouTube? I'm always bad about that. But you can just go to OdinMakes.com, right? It's, it's, it, yeah, I just made, yeah, OdinMakes.com redirects right to the YouTube page. Uh, the YouTube channel is just called Odin Makes. If you look for Odin Abbott on YouTube, you might find, you know, the channel that Google insists I have that has nothing on it. And I've got like 22 followers. Thanks, guys. Nothing's yeah. there. <laughs> and and if you want to listen, and if you've listened at any point along the way, all you have to do is also type uh, Captain America Foam Shield. I guarantee you, you'll get him uh, in a Google search. Uh, but uh, in honor of Endgame, you did something that I thought is really cool because, uh, you, you know, one of the things you do is you basically specialize in, in making movie props, uh, recreations on, on your own, using your own methods and, and techniques that, you know, you've picked up along the way or techniques that other people have shared, like Mr. Yoga Paul. Um, you're but explaining my channel terribly well. Thank you. Thank you. But it's, uh, it just terribly, I think <laughs> just terribly well, terribly well, <laughs> uh, but you did something that, uh, I, you've, I don't, I think you've done it at least once before and you held off on releasing the video and that's no, the, I, I I didn't pick my nose on camera. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Storm no, that Stormbreaker. Okay. Is that the name? Stormbreaker. Yes. yes. Uh, you've you've reproduced a movie prop that realistically nobody has actually seen in the film yet. We've seen brief right. instances in a trailer. Yes. But uh, nobody's actually seen it. Why don't you tell everybody what the latest video is? Well, the latest video is uh, Thanos' new weapon, which uh, is best described as a eight foot long double bladed butter knife. Now, I know it has an actual name, and I think I had somebody spoil that for me on my channel. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to say it. Uh, but um, I had no idea. It, to me, it was a big sword, and it looked really great. I saw it with the Hot Toys. Same thing with the Thor Stormbreaker. I saw the, the Hot Toys version. 
And I was looking at doing it and doing measurements and figuring out how I'm gonna how I'm gonna tackle it when um, some of the newer Endgame trailers came out, and all of a sudden here's this little blurry image of of the sword sitting there, and it's like there it is. Right. And I can see that I have the the right idea. It isn't radically changed. Could Stormbreaker, uh, the toy is made because the toys have to be made like a year in advance practically, and it's made from production designs, not from final designs. So the the handle that I had made is this curvy Groot stick because that's what the production design was, and it changed not only to be a straight Groot stick, but it grew like fifty percent to seventy five percent size in the final film. So mine is very wrong, but whatever. The Thanos. Blade looks right, so you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. The nice thing, I could still have a major problem that I'm not aware of, but it looks right from what I've seen in the trailers. But the thing is, too, much like you know, say for example, if I were to take my shield to the fan event screening that I'm going to tomorrow at 5 p.m., not that I'm saying I am. Um, nobody's going to look at it and go, oh, you know, the star is a little inaccurate. Oh, you know, you uh, your your middle ring is a little too big and you don't have enough red on your outer ring. Nobody's going to say that. They're going to be like, oh, my no. gosh, that's neat. And it's the same thing with this. Dude, did you make that? That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's what you're going to get. Uh, but uh, this this one, I like I, I hadn't even seen reference to a trailer to it until you told me uh, where we do get a better look at it. So you you've recreated right. this thing. Before we've yeah, all then, seen like, it on screen, and you've you've done it using uh, whatever resolution pictures from a toy. From a toy. Thankfully, high resolution pictures from a toy. Uh, and then, yeah, I think Sunday was the first day. I think it was the uh, five days left until when they finally had uh, a really good image of the blade. And you could see it for 11 frames. Or at least the one I downloaded and, and put in my video was a total of 11 frames. There's 30 frames a second, typically, in video. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. A, that's a fraction of a second. <laughs> fraction uh, of a second. <laughs> and I, I'm not bad at math, and even I've learned that one. Um, and I I have to say, your your recreation looks great, and uh, yeah. like if you, especially the way you you showed in your video, because so far of a Thanos ensemble, I think the only thing you're missing is his actual body armor. You've got a helmet. Yes. You've got, got an Infinity Gauntlet. Yep. And now you have the blade. I've, and now I have a blade. Uh, one of the things I I, I half-heartedly joked about in the video was, well, if I was to cosplay Thanos, I'd probably be seven feet tall, not eight feet tall, because that's a more manageable uh, height to have as far as elevator shoes. You know, a foot... I've walked around on, on eight-inch, ten-inch elevator shoes before, doing Darkness from Legend or, uh, you know, Balsack from Guar, which I subjected you to. Um, <laughs> By the way, guys, o Odin and a loincloth? Sight to behold. Oh, Yeah. No, Guar outfits are great because when you when you dress up like Guar, you're dressed from the knees down and the shoulders up. <laughs> Everything else is free flying. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so if if I was to make a, a Thanos costume, I could I could easily see making him uh, seven feet tall. And so if you and, made and so I made the blade seven feet tall to to go with that. So if you were to do that, um, would you first of all make your own custom boots, and would the soles be made from yoga blocks? Um, I would make my own custom boots and, uh, probably not yoga blocks. Maybe, uh, I would have to think about exactly how I'd go about doing the, the boots. Uh, I'm not a lightweight individual, so I'd have to make sure that they could handle being stomped on. Gotcha. Um, I've done blocks of wood with ball sack. And when you're dressed up like a minotaur with a bear trap for a head, that works, but it tears your feet up. Uh, so yeah, I need to. I need to, to, to look into it. Now, if you want to be eight feet tall, you can just buy the sheet rocker uh, stilts that every Predator cosplayer wears. And that'll get you up there. But uh, the gait's weird. And, and, and then you get, like, oversized feet because you've got these sheet rocker stilts. Yeah. Plus, you have to uh, – it, it, the gait is not only weird, but also it's – well, I guess it's kind of the same, the same thing. But it, it's, it's going to be a, a, such a different way of walking that unless yeah. you've been practicing for weeks in advance, you're going to be sore. Yes. Yes. Because you are. Yeah, definitely. So um, you confided in me uh, after releasing the video. Oh, first of all, you confided in me ahead of time. And I have to say that I knew you were going to be making this because when I texted you about what we're referring to as the Quantum Realm uh, outfits that we have right. all seen in one of the trailers. And by the way, now I understand why I haven't seen the butter knife, because I drew a line in the sand and said, after Friday, no clips. 
That's it. No clips. Right. Because already it, it was it was in a, it was in a theatrical trailer, but it, again, it's in the background and slightly out of focus. Right. It's uh, that you might have seen that, but the good clip, yeah, came out Sunday. Yeah, and and I know exactly what you're talking about because it's kind of a hero shot where we yeah. see like the three primary Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America's feet coming yes. into frame and there is a blurry Thanos that it looks like he's kneeling to me. Uh, you know, he's either kneeling or sitting. I thought he was sitting. Nah, I went with kneeling. So what do I yeah. know? Uh, we'll see. Which, We're going to find out who's right, Odin. Um, <laughs> but when I, when I, when I brought to you about the, uh, the white, black and red, uh, armor looking outfits, let's just call them that. Um, That's fine. I, I instantly, the outfits uh, that were uh, world premiered on a Frito bag. Yeah. Yeah, they were. <laughs> God, it's amazing the way, because first we've had toilers, which are toy-based spoilers. Now we've got foilers, which are food-based spoilers. Right. I don't even know what, what the next thing is going to be. It's going to be like goilers, which will be garment-based spoilers. Sure. But so it, what's what YouTube spoiler? A yoiler? Yeah, that's a yoiler. <laughs> no. um, I, uh, when I came to you about those, the very first thing you said is, yeah, and Thanos has a new weapon. So in the weeks leading up, ever since the April Fool's Day video release, I'm like, dude, I've been watching paint dry for a while now. What is going on? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's making Thanos' new sword, isn't he? Yes. And sure you did. As, yep. As well as run around. There was, uh, I've got another friend, uh, uh, the show called Beyond Geek. It's, you can see it on Amazon. He was doing some production I was helping with, so that that tied up some of my free time. And then I got to, get to go do a uh, trip to Burbank and meet up with uh, actually one of my Patreon sponsors, uh, Gilbo Effects. Uh, he runs a uh, Mold Life, which is a, a silicone and, and casting supply company. Um, and he's he's trying to, to get a better foothold in, in the U.S. again. No, oh, okay. So I, I went down uh, to go talk to him and, get in, and, and play with some of his toys. And so that took up a weekend. Oh, and that was the weekend you were texting me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, what I well, always did is I, I would gauge the response. So like, okay, I'm getting a very brief worded response here. So let's just go ahead and let's stop messaging at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I, I think it's time to leave the guy alone. Um, <laughs> you are far more with it than some of my younger fans. <laughs> wow. It's like, that's a word, send. There's a word, send. There's a word, send. Oh my god! My my phone's dancing across the desk because it's just on vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I like doing is is my favorite bit from uh, from Spider Man Homecoming, and that's like if I haven't messaged somebody in a while, I'll always follow up at the end of my message with, "This is Will, by the way," and then the next line, "Wilkins," because it's like this is Peter, by the way, Parker. Parker, right. <laughs> um, which I may have done with you. But uh, anyway, uh, but uh, coming back to the sword, again, I would imagine, first of all, I, how do you get those gigantic fat printings that you do? Is that like you have a shop printer or something? Or No, I don't have a shop printer. I have this fantastic thing called FedEx Kinkos. Oh, okay. You just go there and you're like, hey. I just go there. They have a 24-inch and a 34-inch printer. And uh, if you print black and white... Um, I think it went up. I think it's eighty cents a square foot now. It used to be seventy-five. So when I did the uh, the fusion sword, it was seventy-five cents a square foot. It was nine dollars to print out something that was two feet wide by six feet long and black and white. So you know, it's that's the uh, I just make my art in Photoshop to be twenty-four by whatever and uh, go to the machine and hit print. And I I have to say too that in your in your fabricating, as I like to call it. Yes. Uh, the I think the the best thing about it is when you probably go to do a project and you're like, oh, I've already got the paint I need. I've already got this because you know anything yeah. that's chemically involved seems to be the highest cost for any of these items. Yeah, starting you're talking about having to make the shield for sixty dollars because if you're starting from scratch and having to buy everything because you have nothing, it's going to cost that. I already had a, most of the materials to make it. So for me, making the shield, it was buying two cans of metallic red and blue spray paint. I had everything else. Right. And and I did get uh, a lucky there. I ordered the $9.99 cans, but when I went to the store, they only had the $13.99 cans, and they gave me those without charging me the difference. So Nice. And that, <laughs> But that's still, that, that I, I still included it in the cost because it jacked it up. And one thing I will yeah. say, too, that was very nice of you uh, in making it is just when you told me, yeah, 
be sure to do the silver overall because it really makes the blue and the red pop more. And I, I got to admit, it it looks fantastic. I'm also glad you mentioned uh, putting a glossy coat or two on it because that really yeah. has helped to make the metals pop. So with this particular sword, though. Well, this particular sword that's that's kind of behind me, is it? That, that's yeah, it there, there it right? is. I felt for you the moment I saw you, well, first of all, every time I see you doing that minor level of detail, so you're doing these intricate big cuts or intricate cuts on details that you're going to be laying down later, I'm like, oh, that's taking time. And then when I see you taping, I, I felt so much for your pain now because that thing <laughs> took a lot of tape. That thing took a lot of tape, yes. I, I, I went through two rolls of partial tape that were still lying around, so I cleared out two rolls and started working on a third new one. Because uh, I taped, I spray painted the entire sword silver, and then I taped off everything I wanted to keep silver, uh, and so all that was taped down and done. And then I, on top of that, I taped off everything I wanted to keep black. Then I took it outside and sprayed everything gold. Had to let that dry, peel the tape off what I wanted to have black, cover up the the gold, and go spray all the black. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> then of I finally tape. got to bring it in, and yeah, it's a lot of tape. And I finally got to bring it in and unwrap it like a present on camera. And I think when I was taping my shield. I know that I think the time that the taping equated to was probably about an hour and a half because that was the runtime yeah. of an episode of Saturday Night Live that was running in the background. Uh, by the way, yes. definitely have something back there. My favorite part of sending him Odin images, though, is because I, I not only use the tape as a border protector, but I also used it as, an, as a midway protector as well because I was concerned the butcher paper I was using would not be enough to stop bleed through because I know... Being inexperienced, I would be a heavy uh, painter, and there would be more chance right. of bleeding. So I covered everything with the blue tape. And when I first sent him the picture, and I had taped off the star to keep it silver, uh, I, the taping was so detailed. Owen's like, for a second there, I thought you painted it reversed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Will, that, that, that star is not supposed to be blue, dude. I don't know how to tell it's you this. Yeah, uh, well, um, <laughs> I, how much, how much, how much spray plastic dip do you have? Cause I think you need to just kind of go over it again. Yeah, just go over it. And so, uh, plastic dip as, as a spray is something new to me. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's been around for many years, but only within the last five have I really played with the actual rattle can spray plastic dip. I've always remembered it comes with like a Pringles candy. You pop the top and you dip tools in it. Mm -hmm. And for plenty of guys call it tool dip. Well, you can thin that tool dip stuff with a uh, Natfla or um, there's another one that's safer in California that you can actually purchase and uh, paint it on like like a regular brush paint. Oh. And it'll still get you a little bit of a, a brush strokes as it dries. But you come back with a spray paint can and it's self-solvent and self-leveling. So if you only have minor little brush strokes and you hit it with a spray paint, everything will smooth out uh, and flatten out. And you end up with a nice thick layer of, of, of tool dip on it. And there was, um, I saw that from a guy that was making shields for uh, LARPers where they go out into the, in, onto a field and actually beat up on each other with foam, foam swords and foam shields. And he was just making a big oak shield with like a face hugger on it. And um, when he got done, he said, yeah, this will probably last me a year or two. It's like, wait a minute, you're going out? And beating on this for a weekend is going to last you a year or two. I want that stuff. Right. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I will say that it, it, it was, I, I think the one thing I was amazed, but then again, I was doing this in warmer weather, is that each one of my coats were, for everything, were just drying at such a rapid pace because I had the heat and the sun. So that really helped move the project along. But uh, getting back to your sword, uh, to the double-sided butter knife, I'm kind of surprised at some of the reactions you shared uh, with with uh, me. How is this possible? Believe it or not, folks, something that's been in the trailer, there are people that are mad about spoilers. Is that really true, Odin? Oh, yeah. There's definitely people who are mad about spoilers. And, and I get it. But um, I was trying to honor the idea of not doing anything that wasn't released by Marvel themselves. You know, I'm not digging for secret information like, oh, look, Kitty Pride dies. I'm not doing anything like that. Um, so it was really surprising to me that I, I, people got as mad as they did. It's, it's, it's right there. So was this more I mean, was this reflected in the comment section, or were you actually getting messages directly sent to you as well? Uh, it's mostly in the comment section. And for this particular video only, I set the comments to approval only. So I actually have to go through and look at the comments and approve ones that uh, 
that are fine to go up, which I haven't done for a couple of hours. So I've probably got a few hundred backed up. You know, I don't blame you for doing that, though, because there are people like uh, the Russo brothers have been sharing an Avengers countdown uh, on Twitter. And so they're saying, watch the movies in chronicle order leading up to uh, viewing a Venn game. And uh, people have been actually slipping spoilers into that particular hashtag on Twitter. So people yeah. not wanting to get spoiled end up getting spoiled anyway, which is part of the reason why I like, I'm not looking at any traffic on any hashtags anymore. We've been doing the right. show. I'm not looking at comments. I'm not looking at anything right now. Uh, right. mostly cause that's usually Trent's job. Uh, but also because <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, I don't want to be spoiled. I've never been more adamant about not being spoiled, but again, I, you know, we've seen the sword in, in the trailers to right. a degree, so I'm kind of shocked by that. Also, for me, uh, because of you know I, the channel I have and what I do, right? Uh, I've been seeing this sword in a melty plastic version from the six-inch action figure for months because the Hasbro action figure has it, and and I kept looking at it and I couldn't tell if it was like uh, a high-tech bow stick or what it was supposed to be. Uh, so I knew something was coming. Um, so when I finally saw the Hot Toys, they went, "Oh, okay, that's it." It's, it, to me, it's just a sword. I, there's there's likely going to be a story behind it. I'm excited to see what that is. But ultimately, whatever. I, I don't feel it's going to ruin the story for me. I think the thing that but, I like... Know, that's me. Right. I, I think the thing I like about it, though, is that it, it uh, in this particular case with the Hot Toy version... They flat out say it's a it's a there's a one it's a one six scale uh, on right. the size. So, you know, because you do this thing that like I can't even imagine. Like I can't imagine looking at a picture of Captain America's shield and then determining, OK, well, the two outer rings are two and a half inches and then the last one is two inches. And then how do I translate that to or in that particular case, I'm probably speaking about the actual foam craft. Um, yeah, that's fine. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to, to yeah. translate that. I don't I wouldn't know how to do that. It's like, OK, well, you know, I've actually got a, a, a shield here that's probably at about 22 inches after I trimmed everything away. So that means my right. ring should be this, that. No, I just flat out took your measurements and just did it. I can't imagine converting. <laughs> I mean, obviously, going real size, all you got to do is is do some measurements and then make it six times bigger. And to die, you've got it. But uh, how, do, how do you do it when you don't that if you're looking at a picture? Um, it's going to be an oblique angle set up in some sort of pretty way to show it off. It's not a, a plain flat thing in order to be able to, to see it easily. So um, how, with, with, with this particular project, how did I do it? Uh, I took one of the few pictures they had where it was fairly flat but not perfectly, um, changed and distorted it within Photoshop until uh, I had the back of the or, or the, the leading edge of the knife straight because I could see that one was straight. The back's got a little bit of a curve to it. Um, and then I just increased the size until overall it was 84 inches. Because that's the size I wanted. Some of these things have got to drive you absolutely nuts trying to figure out uh, your sizing on, though. I mean... Some, yeah. <laughs> what do, what do you... Not immediately come to mind right now, but yeah. But that's part of the... I love puzzles. I like uh, the, the, the weird physical challenge of, of things. When I wasn't doing a channel, it would drive my wife nuts. When I wasn't doing the channel, I would be doing these types of projects. But as soon as I figured out the thing I didn't know, I lost interest. <laughs> and I never finished anything. Because oh, I, I finished what I wanted. I don't care anymore. I've so solved like, the Could mystery. Could you finish something? <laughs> well, that's kind of why I, I, I took on the S.H.I.E.L.D. project. was because, again, again, because, it, one, it was one thing I've always wanted. I figured it was an economical way to do it. But also... I really enjoyed the challenge of trying to make it. And then the moment I deviated from your recipe, if you will, and I went with putting another dome on the inside to help it hold its shape and to be the thing that, because that's what holds your straps down, guys. It's contact cement on the backside of that inner piece and then contact cementing that to the inside of the dome. That's all that's holding it there. And I'll tell you, it's working great. The only thing I've had to do since making it is keeping my four-year-old from uh, from wanting to fight me with it all the time. Uh-huh. All the time. Because we actually got this, of all things, it's a dog toy that's supposed to be like a, a, they call it a throw rose. And so it's a green handle and it's got a red ball on the end and you, you know, you fling it and oh. that's projectiles the red rosebud out into the world. But she very quickly and easily figured out, hey, if I turn this thing upside down, it's like a, a, a scimitar or a, a curved pirate's 
uh, <laughs> sword. So every time I would bring out the shield at a project thing, it's like, oh, daddy, I want to fight you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't fight with this. No. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing, too, that I think is very endearing, uh, because, like, I know you and I have history, but I do legitimately enjoy watching your channel so much so that one of the things every once in a while my four-year-old will ask to do is sit down and watch your videos together. So believe it or not, okay. you're family entertainment, too, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't that's, know. That's, that's, that, that's humbling. Uh, that's, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> well, the, the good news is that, you know, YouTube kind of has a specific guideline. So I, I know that if you're going to be monetizing these things, your content's relatively safe. So that's good. Um, Those, but yes. she, she does yeah, genuinely like guidelines. Yeah. yeah. She does enjoy though, watching you build these things so much. So she's like uh, the other day I was just, I don't, I wasn't even watching one of your videos. And she just comes to dad, do you have a friend named Odin? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. And, and why are you asking that? And then she's just let in. Can we watch one of his videos? I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Life is just a weird and funny thing. And and then, too, it turns out that there are people that are, are fans. I, I, I feel so douchey when I say the term, but there are people that enjoy NetHeads that actually, in a completely unconnected fashion, were also fans of, of your channel. So it was interesting thing, seeing those bridges come together as well. Yes, it's, sometimes it can be frightening how small the world is. Yeah, really, especially since, <laughs> you know, you're two hours away from me and, and here we, you know, used to, we used to work together. I mean, like, yeah. I'm literally sitting at a bench or at a table whose shape I liked because of one that you originally made for me to use in my own studio, uh, which yes. was in my garage, which is probably why I thought your studio was in yours, but. Well, it, it looks like a garage, which is slightly intentional. Yeah. Because um, I want to, I'm in a shop and I have a lot of stuff, but I don't want to make it look intimidating like, well, if you don't have all the stuff, you can't cut foam. Well, that's yeah. not true. Most of the people that I talk to who are who are doing the projects that, that I've shown are doing it at the kitchen table in their apartment. Yeah. I, I did all of, almost all of my stuff on the, the granite counter island of my kitchen and, yeah. you know, like I, I went when I went to Harbor Freight to get the floor padding, I also did pick up like a new razor uh, cutter. Uh, so that a box cutter. So that way I knew I would have a fresh, sharp blade that wouldn't cost me a lot of money and could be thrown away after the project. And yes, it's EVA phone dulls razors in a hurry. Yeah, it does. Um, as a matter of fact, like I think there was another guy I was watching to see. Oh God, this is what you've done to me. Um, <laughs> I was watching another guy to see his technique on hiding seams. And like he was literally using a box cutter and he was using a, a sharpening stone on it to make mm -hmm. sure he had a blade that was as sharp as possible before he started ripping into it. Yes. Because he wanted that uh, nice flat edge when he was going at it. Yep. See, there you go. One of them. I've got a Kershaw sharpener. This is uh, Evil Ted Smith. His channel was the first one that showed this to me. That's and the yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the one Ted's, I saw. Ted's an awesome guy. And by the way, too, I will say that once I did the shield, I one of the only things that probably stopped me from trying to foam craft uh, like a, a Captain America helmet was the fact that I don't think there's realistically any way I could do one half of my head with plastic wrap and then duct tape uh, alone. And I know nobody in my family would help me do that because it would look more like I, I was trying to hurt myself. Uh, but, you know, like I've even considered using that cheap method in order to then use expandable foam to kind of do a cast of my own head. Um, right. Which actually, believe it or not, I've seen videos works. What have you done to me, Odin? Um, <laughs> but again, my wife has said, you know, this is, this is, you're not going to be doing this, right? No, I'm not. I, I, I already have enough uh, stuff and I already don't know. I already am looking at my walls to figure out what I need to take down to put the shield somewhere where I can enjoy its placement. Like, this uh, acoustic foam that's holding all these things is probably going to get moved so it can go back there. Um, okay. But uh, it's, it's not as quite acoustically sound because you've covered it with gloss paint. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not worried about that. You know, okay. it, it, my micro, my gain is turned so far down that the amount of reflection I pick up is kind of low. And plus, I fix almost everything in post. So what does it matter? Oh, there um, you go. But, is that a, I see an octopus behind you. Is that a hydro pin or is that just yes. an octopus? Uh, well, the majority of these are actually from uh, former sponsor Loot Crate. And oh, so, nice. like, that's a hydro pin. This one's actually a Galaga pin. I'm just uh, going oh, the okay. blurry ones I, I can oh, ID. I, um, I think one of them somewhere is a face hugger, too. Uh, this one is the, I, I think it's uh, the 
Targaryen, uh, three dragons eating the tail. You can't really see it, but... Oh, okay. You know, when I had Loot Crate, which, I, by the way, again, I've got so much crap, I just had to finally say it's enough. That and my closet yeah. is so filled with the free t-shirts that I need to get rid yeah. of t-shirts now. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah. so, Odin, the question has to be asked. You have an okay. Infinity Gauntlet. Uh -huh. You have a uh, Thanos uh, helmet. I you do. now have his big double-sided butter knife. I do. Are uh, when are you? Are, do you already have tickets for Endgame? And are any of these items going to be coming with you? Yes, I have tickets for the seven fifty showing tomorrow at Greenback, uh, the Greenback Century Theaters in in Citrusite, Sacramento. No, none of this stuff is coming with me. <laughs> Yeah, see the the shield the shield's going with me only because in order to get the seats I wanted, I had to buy tickets to the fan event. So that was like twenty bucks a ticket. You do get a free coin, you get a free drink. So I figure those kind of offset the cost. But I figure okay, yeah. if I've got tickets to the fan event, hopefully there will be other people there. Because I know oh, sure. when I went to go see Homecoming, my my daughter and I went to go see the first showing. It's opening night, and you know. Look, I'm 48 years old, and, and, you know, I shouldn't be getting jealous of the 12-year-old kid that gets to wear his Spider-Man costume to the movie, right? Right, except you shared with me about t uh, almost fighting with your mom about how to sew on Spider-Man webs on your costume when you were 12. Yeah, so you don't, uh, <laughs> that could be another reason why, but, you know, I don't think I should be afraid of uh, bringing, bringing my shield with me. I shouldn't have an issue. No. You know, um, I mean, it'd be a different I, thing I, if I were wearing like a Captain America shirt, tactical pants, some wet boots and a and a cheap latex helmet. That would be a totally different story. But that would uh, be a totally different story. If you're just taking the shield you made, whatever. Uh, I went with um, with my family to Incredibles. Not Incredibles 2, but the first Incredibles. We were all wearing spandex. I had a yellow, the same yellow spandex super suit that I made for uh, when we were working together at play. I wore that, drew on the domino mask. Uh, we made super suits for for my two boys, and then my wife uh, put together this white vinyl, you know, the Innocence Avenger, I think she called herself. And we went to go see the Incredibles. Normal showing, normal day, nothing special. We were just four fools that showed up in costume because it's fun. There is a see. There you go, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. But but there is also one Halloween costume that I've constantly threatened to do because for the longest time I've been carrying the perfect build for it, and that's that I want to do uh, Mister Incredible in his original costume mm -hmm. as fighting the bots on the island. So in other words, the out of shape Mister Incredible in his classic costume in, in the hobo suit. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one I want to do. Just so I could even I could. Because it would entertain my wife so much if I if I just reached up to stretch and the belly fell out. I know that. I know her. <laughs> it would yes. be a joy. It would um, be a joy. Anyway, Odin, I you know I've I've kept you long enough because I know uh, you know because we are friends. I know I'm keeping you from beer and Game of Thrones. So we right, should really right. that's all right. wrap the, this the up. The other fun thing is um, on my channel. Uh, look, let me toot my own horn here. On on my channel, I'm the only guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on screen building the props. I have all the cameras on sticks around me. I run around and turn stuff on. And then I get to go upstairs and edit the whole thing myself. That's all I did last night. I haven't gone to bed yet because I put a video out this morning. I got up Tuesday morning and I haven't gone to bed yet. Oh my Lord. Well, now I feel I've like had, a I've major dick. I've had a couple little naps, but, uh, I haven't, I haven't had a real night's sleep in days. Oh, well, now, now, now I feel even better that you're. Uh, what? I, I, no, you that's know. not what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to brag because I'm a great guy. I'm tearing myself up. I'll have, you know, Parkinson's or something, right, from sleep deprivation. You're but, Odin, though. How can you know with a name like that? You know, who, who needs sleep? You, you'll get the Odin sleep later and, and I, magically I heal. Yes. Um. So, Ari, I, I don't know. Like, I've talked about it a lot, but is, uh, is Endgame something you, you've really been looking forward to? Yeah, I am actually really looking looking forward to it. I am um, uh, excited about seeing it, seeing how they're going to conclude it. Uh, what one of the things I'm interested in is uh, what little bit I remember from the comics is Adam Warlock was a major character in straightening things out, and they started to almost hint at Adam Warlock showing up with Guardians of the Galaxy two. That didn't happen. So. Yeah. It's nice that I'm going to go see a movie that I don't necessarily know the storyline to because it's going to deviate from the comics. Yeah, it definitely is. I think we are. I, yeah. I think there is absolutely nothing that has uh, set us up for this. But also, and you know, I'm you know, I apologize that we talk so heavily about this one movie. Thankfully, we drifted into prop making again. But 
that's, that's right. It was kind of part of the show. Yeah, it I is, think it is Endgame Eve. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think the the thing that I I dig most about this is that truthfully, I cannot think of a single instance where we have seen cinematically something of this magnitude coming together because realistically we for every comic book nerd out there for every comic book collector for every comic book whatever fan whatever you call yourself this is something that we have uh probably always dreamed of because these movies themselves have in many ways patterned themselves after comic books there has been a comic thread so this is kind of like it's been a major crossover story that's drifted through titles. Uh, you know, the whole use of end uh, credit tags is very mm -hmm. similar to like the last page and the last three panels of a comic book where they tease something that's that's coming up and it doesn't necessarily pay off in the next issue or even in that series. Right. It happens somewhere else. And yes, it jumps issues. Yeah. And we are really seeing something that has uh, we're talking about a massive, intricate storyline that is now being woven together into a gigantic culmination. And uh, for science fiction fans and for continuity uh, geeks and everything else, you know, I don't think we've ever anticipated or even thought this type of payoff could happen. And I can't wait to see what it's going to be, especially considering they set the stakes so high where they ended the last one. I don't think anybody yeah. went into Avengers Infinity War thinking... Hey, we're going into Thanos's story, which realistically it was. He was the character yeah. that really had development. He had a goal, yes, and his story yes. got completed. So I, I, you know, in that respect, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'll also, I love the way the MCU has taken some of the characters that I never was really engaged with. They were always peripheral characters that entered my Spider-Man fan fixation universe. Uh, and in right. this case, they've they've made me, uh, they've forced me to be endeared by the Hulk. They forced me to to be in, endeared by Iron Man and to root right. for Captain America. Who, you know, I'm like, I always just viewed him as this overpowered goody two shoes who's always going to do the right thing. And they've Pretty really much. humanized these characters in a way as well. Not to mention, we have these massive storylines, but they're still being told. In the real world, and even though they're making these innovations in what they can do with computer animation, you know, with Captain Marvel, we got to see Sam Jones de-age by how many years for a yeah. full-length movie, not just a small scene. So a lot of things are possible, but, you know, realistically, people get older, and we now are entering into a new age of cinematic storytelling similar to kind of what we have experienced with the Star Wars saga, but never in this most in this uh continuous timeline model where in in order to carry the stories forward and to keep telling us tales that that get rope us in you know we have to accept that characters need to get aged out you know uh, it's been 10 years that these people have been playing characters and people also get burnout so uh, for right. me as a, as a, as a person that enjoys stories I, I can't wait to see how these stories get told in new ways, you know, and, and and what characters that we get introduced to that end up evolving up. We've seen it in the comic books. I mean, the Avengers have had members transition all the time, for example, and that kind of helps all build the, time. the method for these different stories and these different movies that we'll get in the future. You know, I just can't yes. believe we live in this age that it's actually happening. I remember when uh, you and I were working together and we would listen to Carl Miller go on and on about how like a star, a Spider-Man movie will never happen. Be, or and it'll never be good or whatever his rant right. was. And, and I don't I don't remember the Spider-Man rant, but I remember plenty of rants. <laughs> yeah, and and you know all of them were about how you know none of these things could be done justice, and they would never uh, come out right. And here we have got these people that 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 kind of I don't say they cracked the code because I think in some ways they kind of tapped into the Pixar energy of of community storytelling uh, that ends okay. up producing a quality. Uh, uh, story and and I think with the majority of the MCU MCU films we see that in the way that you've had uh, a consistent driver of the overall narrative and is and shapes the independent stories that that help fill out that narrative and I'm looking forward to what it is in the future you know when Kevin Feige goes away I don't know what the hell's going to happen but uh, right but that's uh, going to be yeah 
It's going to be something different. But anyway, you're exhausted, and I'm rambling now. <laughs> so it's time it's to go. Right. But hey, I'm talking to Will. I'm happy. Yeah. Don't forget, everyone, please, uh, if, you, if you've enjoyed this, be sure to go uh, OdinMakes.com, quick and easy way to get to his channel. Uh, I really enjoy his videos. And I'll tell you, too, if you need to de-stress in life, too, and, and check your brain at the door, it, there is something that's also very zen and soothing seeing you build these things, you know? and. Thank you. And, you know, like I said, I, I, like I have the potential now knowing that I can do this to, to gift things to other people. I've got a friend who is a big fan of Captain America, Trent, my co-host. I could make another one of these and send it to him as a gift. You know, I could, I could make variation shields. If I wanted to, I could use all the same colors I have right now and just maybe invert one of them. And I could make a Spider-Man shield of all things. Oh, my light just died. I talked too much. Anyway, <laughs> you know, so so thank you for that, Odin, because you really help you're ordinary people feel like we can do these things. You're you're very welcome, and that that's really special to me because I do at the end of my videos, I invite people to send me pictures of the building of these projects, and I get them left and right, and I still haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do with them. Um, but I, many people like you, telling me I've never done a foam project before, I've never done a build project before. Look what I did. Thank you for your instructions. Which, thank you. Uh, I guess I'm doing something right, maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's awesome, and you know, it, it it sometimes makes me want to tear up because it's like, wow, it's yeah, it's, you have an yeah. impact, man, and I really appreciate it. And also, too, if you do enjoy your, his videos, be sure to uh, check out his Patreon channel because all of his patrons are really the ones that help keep that going. So be sure <laughs> to check that out. Um, but that's about it, guys. Tomorrow is a uh, end game, and uh, you know, the, I don't know what we're going to talk about on the next Netheads because naturally we don't want to spoil the end game. But uh, going to be oh. very eager to talk about it, I'm sure as well. So we'll <laughs> see how that goes. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for uh, listening. Until next time, uh, my name's Will. My name is Odin, and this has been another edition of Netheads, uh, and we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Yeah, Will, tell us again about how you never need to charge the battery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>